the phantomatics on monster kid radio since episodes 9 and 10 and i know that because i'm looking at the bands and songs section of our website over at monsterkidradio.net that's the website devoted to the podcast celebrating the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear i'm your host producer writer Derek m cook and i want to welcome you to episode number 99 of the podcast right off the bat i gotta say thank you so much for sticking with us for 99 episodes. If you're a new listener, well, welcome to the show. If you've been here for a while, I hope you've enjoyed your stay. Obviously, we couldn't do a podcast or we wouldn't do a podcast if there weren't listeners out there. So you guys and gals rock and make this all worthwhile. And this week, it's all about you guys and gals and your favorite classic movie monsters because we are celebrating the top 100 classic movie monsters according to the Monster Kid radio listeners. We're going to get into the details on how that all worked out here in a second. But first, let's talk a little bit more about the website over at monsterkidradio.net. Like I said, you can go to the bands and songs section of our website and check out all the bands, all the music that's appeared on this show. We typically open with a piece of instrumental surf music. We are allowed to play those songs by permission of the band. So if you like what you hear, look them up over on the website, go to their websites, buy their albums, and let them know that Monster Kid Radio sent you. For example, you can go over to thephantomatics.bandcamp.com and buy the album She Left Her Brain at the drive-in for $3. It's an MP3 album, six tracks, three bucks. You're going to find... Go Phantomatics Go, which is the song we used to open the show, as well as all the other songs on that album, including what you're going to hear next time on Monster Kid Radio. But that's next time. Let's deal with the here and now. Here and now on our website, you can find our contact information. You can reach us by email at monsterkidradio at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 503-4795-MKR. That's 503-4795-657. You can call and leave us a voicemail there. It's a Google voicemail line, which means there's a three-minute limit. But, you know, three minutes was more than enough time for each one of the guests who called in to tell us about their favorite classic movie monsters. That's right. We've got calls from previous Monster Kid Radio guests. You're going to hear that scattered throughout the show. Also on our website, you can find links to our YouTube page, our Flickr album, and our Live 365 channel. Now, admittedly... These things have not been updated a lot lately. However, I'm hoping that after an event that's coming up here in June, I can make some time to get some of these updated, at least the Live 365 channel. In fact, if you're interested in helping us out with the Live 365 channel, drop me a line. Again, monsterkidradio at gmail.com. All right, so on to the top 100 classic movie monsters, according to the listeners of Monster Kid Radio. First of all, we're cheating just a little bit because we had a couple of ties And, you know, I figured it would be okay if we went over just a little bit. I don't think anybody was going to complain. Here's how it worked. I had a form set up. You put in your name, your email address, and your top 10 favorite movie monsters. The classic period, for our purposes for this, completely arbitrary. From the beginning of cinema to 1970. Anything that appeared in film for the very first time during this time period was fair game. For every person who filled out this form, I took their top favorite movie monster and gave them 10 points. Their second favorite, I gave them 9 points. Their third favorite, I gave 8 points, and so on, until we got down to their 10th favorite, and they got 1 point. Then I took all the points, put them in a spreadsheet, did the math, crunched the numbers, and came up with our list. Now, in this episode of Monster Kid Radio, we're going to go through entries number 11 through... Like I said, we're going to cheat a little bit. 102, because there were a lot of ties the further down the list we got. We're also going to announce the winner of the contest. Everybody who filled out a form gets their name written down on a slip of paper. That slip of paper gets dropped into what I call the Magic Lovecraft Hat. It's a baseball cap with a Lovecraft slogan on it. I'm going to draw a name on the show, and that person is going to win a prize package, including a Blu-ray release of the original White Zombie, a DVD release of the Late Night Double Feature. This is the new movie from Christopher R. Mim, and an unopened copy of Robot Monster. I can tell you that one of these movies makes an appearance in the top 100, well, 102 list. You know it's not the Light Night Double Feature because that movie just came out. So which one of those two movies came out? Well, you'll, you'll have to just stay tuned to find out. 
In fact, I'm eager to dive into that. So why don't we go ahead and start breaking down that list right after this. Hammer Film Productions began in 1934. And after producing almost 200 films and television programs, the studio is still releasing and re-releasing new and classic film titles. 1951 Downplace is the podcast that brings you the story of the great Hammer films, one movie at a time. Here are your hosts describing what Hammer means to them. First is Casey. Hammer means the beautiful and glamorous women of Hammer Horror, the engaging storytelling, and amazing period films. Joining him is Derek. Hammer means the incredible work of actors like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and even Michael Ripper. The gothic storytelling, the incredible music, and the set pieces. And finally, here's Scott. Hammer, that 1972 black exploitation film starring Fred Williams, love that movie. <laughs> this boy has a lot to learn. Join our hosts as they make their journey through the Hammer Films catalogue and discuss each film with critical opinion, historical facts, production notes and other information about these classic films. 1951 Downplace can be found in iTunes or their website www.1951downplace.com Better not be the 2003 flick starring Adam Goldberg, you know, the Hebrew Hammer. 1951 Downplace, the home of Hammer Films discussion. I said at the top of the show, we had a number of ties the further down we got on the list. We get up to the top, we only had one tie. Yeah, that's a spoiler. We've got one tie in the top 10. But for everything beyond that, we had a number of ties. And I didn't feel right just dropping a couple to arbitrarily get to that 100 movie monster list. So I added a couple spots to make room for everything that tied in for slots number 102 through number 94 in no particular order. The first monsters to appear on your top 100 classic movie monsters, as determined by the Monster Kid Radio listeners, the Silicates from Island of Terror. We talked about that here on Monster Kid Radio a while back. Check out the episodes over at monsterkidradio.net to find those episodes. We were joined by Tom Bigler to talk about those two films. We're going to have him on the show again down the line. So the Silicates made the list, as did Reptilicus from the movie Reptilicus. Now the next one here actually kind of surprised me a little bit. It's Professor Henry Jared from House of Wax, which makes perfect sense. The guy's monstrous. But is he a monster? Well, enough of you guys and gals thought so. He makes the cut. Next, we have Dr. Jekyll from the original Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I mean the film from 1931. Next on the list, the kids from the village of Midwich from the movie Village of the Damned. Another one that I wouldn't have expected. So good call there. I actually really like that movie. Next on the list is actually a movie that I've never seen and I feel like I need to. It's the monster from the movie Kronos. K-R-O-N-O-S. It's from 1957. Stars Jeff Morrow. It sounds like something I definitely need to see here soon, actually. So thank you for the people who voted for that one and gave me something else to add to my to watch list. Next is the Gorosaurus from the movie King Kong Escapes, the first Toho entry on the list. Here, Toho is going to be well represented here. And then we also had the giant tarantula from the movie Tarantula. We covered Tarantula with Larry Underwood, a.k.a. the horror host, Dr. Gane Green. Again, monsterkidradio.net is where you're going to find all the episodes. You can find that episode over there. We have the giant beast, the giant claw from the movie The Giant Claw, and that's going to round out Entries number 94 through 102. Now, these were tied for these slots. Why don't we go ahead and move on to the next batch. Now, again, these were all tied. Slots number 85 through 93. Starting with episode 93, our first Hammer Films entry, The Yeti from The Abominable Snowman. And, yeah, that's a creepy-looking snowman. So, good call there, gang. Also, another Hammer Film, The Reptile from the movie The Reptile. And then here we go, Klaatu. From the original, The Day the Earth, the original. Come on, the only The Day the Earth Stood Still. Again, another movie that we talked about here on Monster Kid Radio with Rich Chamberlain. The next one was on the list a couple of different ways. Some people called her Jan. Some people called her the head in the pan. Some people called her Jan in the pan. It's Jan Compton from the movie The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Then we also have Gorgo from the movie Gorgo. And honestly, I don't know if people were considering... Mama Gorgo or Baby Gorgo? I you know, I, I think we're just going to call them both Gorgo for the purposes of this list. So Gorgo made the list, and so did the giant shrews from the movie The Killer Shrews, which admittedly is another movie that I've never seen. So it sounds like something I need to check out. Toho's back on the list with their Gargantuas from the movie The War of the Gargantuas. 
And then we've got uh, a classic, The Creeping Terror. The movie's a rough one, and enough of y'all liked it enough to make the cut. Then finally, in our number 85 slot, and this one I actually struggled a little bit with because this was a classic movie monster list, not a classic TV monster list. However, Barnabas Collins did appear on film during the time period that we're using to determine what a classic movie is for this list. So Barnabas Collins from the movie House of Dark Shadows made the cut. I know a number of you guys and gals are excited about that. I need to learn so much more about Dark Shadows. I have put that Dark Shadows collection on my Amazon wish list, and that's still, well, it's clearly a wish. I love what I've seen, so I think we're going to do some Dark Shadows coverage down the line at some point. Stay tuned. Before I move into the next bracket, I want to go ahead and play some of the calls that we received from previous guests here on Monster Kid Radio. I already mentioned one of them, Dr. Gain Green called in. And then as did Joe Blevins. If you remember, Joe Blevins and I did an episode about Ed Wood films, some Monster Kid Radio-friendly Ed Wood movies, and then he's appeared on the show and some feedback, and we did that raw Ed Wood discussion. So Joe and Dr. Gain Green, let her rip. Hey, Monster Kid Radio. This is Dr. Gain Green calling in with my top ten list of monsters. And uh, for me, it's all about Frankenstein. He is definitely my number one favorite monster of all time. And, and of course, the Karloff version rules all. So besides that, I, I'd have to say The Tingler is another one of my favorites, being a huge Vincent Price fan, as well as The Fly, a couple of uh, Price-inspired flicks there. Pretty much the uh, Universal Monsters, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Wolfman, uh, those all come in there. I'll add a couple of uh, of giant monsters as well with Tarantula, The Blob, and Godzilla to round it out. Not sure if that was nine or ten, but anyway, there's some uh, some different some of my definite favorites. Uh, I'll throw the money in there too, make it ten there. Anyway, congratulations on your 100 episodes there, Derek. Doing good work and keep it up, my friend. Stay mad. Hey, Derek, this is Joe Blevins from d2rights.blogspot.com. Congrats on hitting 100 episodes of Monster Kid Radio. Personally, my favorite movie monster is the title character from 1958's The Blob. So ridiculous, yet so terrifying, ludicrous, but lethal, and so red. I don't know if there'd ever been a monster like him before. No face, no personality, just an appetite for counties too slow to get out of his way. You can't psychoanalyze him, you can't reason with him. He is the blob and he is death incarnate. And his movie is a perfect relic from the golden age of juvenile delinquency. Everything looked better back then. The clothes, the cars, the movie theaters, everything. Plus he had a great theme song co-written by Burt Bacharach and performed by those all-time legends, The Five Blobs. Beware of the blob. He leaps and creeps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. In my hometown of Flint, there was once a failed theme park called Auto World, where, among other things, you could get into a fake car and ride along a track through scenes depicting America's love affair with the automobile. One of the stops along the tour was a simulacrum of a drive-in movie theater whose patrons were watching the blob. I think that was my first glimpse of the film, and it's been with me ever since. You might say I'm stuck on the blob. Thank you so much, guys. We're going to play some more voicemails here in a little bit, but let's get back to the list. And like I said, we've got another block here. This is going to be movies number 78 through 84 for those of you playing at home. (laughs) And speaking of Joe Blevins, the next one on the list is The Princess of Darkness from the Ed Wood written film, Orgy of the Dead. We also have Yog sothoth from The Dunwich Horror. Dean Stockwell, Lovecraft adaptation. Love that movie. Love that music. And then we have the pod people from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I should have known. I mean, I should have expected that to appear on the list. It just didn't occur to me. And I think it's something that we need to talk about here on Monster Kid Radio. The next monster on the list comes from another Hammer film from the two faces of Dr. Jekyll. The monster is Mr. Hyde. And then the first and I think only appearance of a Disney film. Monstro the Whale from Pinocchio. My favorite thing about putting this list together is that you guys and gals, we're all over the map in the best way possible. We got a Disney movie here. A couple other cartoons didn't make the list. And you're going to hear about one of them later on in a voicemail we got. Like another listener submitted the Pincushion Man from the Balloon Land cartoon. Look up the Balloon Land cartoon. That Pincushion Man is creepy. Okay, back to what did make the list. Another Hammer film. Carl, the Frankenstein's monster from the Hammer film, The Revenge of Frankenstein. Interesting choice. And then finally, at the number 78 slot, the Daimajin, the giant statues, come to life in the movie Daimajin. 
We're going to go ahead and keep this going. We've got slots number 69 through 77. Again, these were all tied for these slots here. Starting with number 77, the movie is Mark of the Wolfman. It's a Spanish film starring Paul Nashi. The monster is Valdemar Daninsky, his Wolfman. Paul Nashi played the Wolfman more than anybody, more than Lon Chaney himself. And speaking of Wolfman, the next monster on the list is Tony Rivers, the werewolf, from the movie I Was a Teenage Werewolf. And we're going to go old school and go to Quasimodo next on the list from the original Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then we're going to bounce to Mighty Joe Young from the movie with the same title. We're going to get a little Lovecraft action here because Joseph Kerwin, as played by Vincent Price in The Haunted Palace, turned up on the list. And some more Harryhausen love with the Hydra from Jason and the Argonauts. We have the Green Slime from the movie The Green Slime. And some more Ed Wood action with the giant octopus from the movie Bride of the Monster. And then here's one that I'd like to talk about here on the show in the future. The blob-like monster from the movie Kaltiki, the immortal monster. In fact, Kaltiki was a favorite of somebody who called in. So why don't we go ahead and play some of those voicemails right about now? Hello, Monster Kid Radio. This is Reber Clark. I thought I'd leave my favorite monsters with you. Uh, I've loved the creature from the Black Lagoon. I've loved it ever since uh, I saw it as a kid. I owned it on 8mm, actually an edited version. Played the thing over and over and over, even... Came up with a soundtrack for it. The copy I had was silent. <laughs> the other thing is the brain things from Fiend Without a Face. Man, I love that movie. And uh, the other one that a lot of people may know, may not know, I don't know, it's called Cal Tiki. It's kind of a Shagath-type monster that uh, envelops people and eats the flesh away. So there you go. Those are my favorite monsters. Go Monster Kid Radio. Hi, Derek. It's uh, Alan Trump from beautiful St. Louis giving you a call. Just wanted to uh, thank you for the opportunity for, to let me uh, speak just briefly about my ten favorite uh, classic movie monsters. And I was amazed, honestly, that all of the ones that I've kind of picked as my personal favorites all come from the 50s. I was surprised by that. Uh, but balancing out, you know, normal ones like the Hammer Dracula, Godzilla, the alien invaders from Mars, the ants from them, and, of course, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Some of the key primary ones I had were all Paul Blaisdell's AIP 1950s monsters, such as the little pumpkin-headed guys who had uh, alcoholic needles for fingers in Invasion of the Saucer Men, a big favorite of mine because both my wife, even my wife, remembered that one from childhood. The big, giant cucumber monster from the planet Venus that Lee Van Cleef fought in It Conquered the World and the scaly, voluptuous she-creature. And, of course, uh, I do have to comment that, of course, each one of these were uh, remade by uh, Larry Buchanan in the 70s, respectively as the eye-creatures, Zontar the Thing from Venus, and Creature of Destruction. So they have an even closer place to my heart for that. So, anyway, thanks so much, Derek. Take care, and have a great time talking to Monster Kid Radio. Bye now. Reber Clark and Alan Trump were both people that appeared on the show when Monster Kid Radio attended the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival and Cthulhu Con earlier this year. I'd love to have them both back on the show down the line. I've been talking to Reber about appearing maybe on the Creature from the Black Lagoon spinoff show that we're going to do once we hit 50 honest reviews on the iTunes store. Or hell, maybe we'll just have him back on to talk about Kaltiki. And Alan, well, he's always welcome back on the show as well. Let's dive back into the list. Now, these are spots number 61 through 68 on the list, starting with number 68, another Frankenstein's monster. This time, though, it's the Frankenstein's monster from the movie I Was a Teenage Frankenstein. And then another Frankenstein film, Igor, appears on the list, as portrayed by Bela Lugosi in the Universal film, The Son of Frankenstein. We're going to keep the Universal love going with the transformed Gilman from The Creature Walks Among Us. I know technically it's probably the same creature as the Gilman, but I think it's a different enough monster design to warrant its own entry. And then we're going to go back to Hammer Films for their Phantom in their version of The Phantom of the Opera. Let's talk about Metropolis. It made the list with Maria, the Menschenmensch. I may have mispronounced that, but Maria, the monster, the robot, actually. Everybody knows what that design is. It's an iconic robot design, a classic robot design. Definitely belongs on this list, as does Leon Corlito, the werewolf in the Hammer film Curse of the Werewolf. We're going to go to another giant monster with 
the giant Gila monster in the film of the same name, which we're going to be talking about here very soon on Monster Kid Radio. And then a very, very cool monster design in Dr. Gil McKenna, also known as the Hideous Sun Demon. All of those were tied for the same spot on the list. We've got another block here of movie monsters all tied for the same slot. We're going to start off again in no particular order in this particular bracket with Karis, the other universal mummy from the mummy films. First appearance was the mummy's hand. I personally have a guilty pleasure love of these non-Karloff mummy films, especially the one starring Lon Janey Jr. I just love them. Bandaged warts and all. Then we're going to go to a monster that I thought might have placed a little bit higher on the list. And that would just be the zombies from Night of the Living Dead. Then we go to something that doesn't really have an official name, but it's the rat, bat, spider creature from the movie, The Angry Red Planet. And then we're going to go back to that original Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This time, Mr. Hyde made the list. Before it was Dr. Jekyll. Now it's Mr. Hyde scoring a lot higher. And then back to Toho with the Mechanicong from King Kong Escapes. Here's a film that looks awesome on the Criterion release that came out not too long ago, Island of Lost Souls. And the monster that made the list was Lota, the Panther Woman. Definitely an iconic character. I don't know if the next one on the list, though, is an iconic monster, but enough of you voted for it. The Invisible Aliens in The Invisible Invaders, a John Agar classic. We're also going to have that dead astronaut's hand from the movie The Crawling Hand. And then, from our point of view... I don't suppose this next entry is technically a monster, but when it comes to the incredible shrinking man, that cat was definitely monstrous. The cat was played by a cat named Orangey, and I suppose if I was a little dude and a cat that size to my size, compared, it's just terrifying. Monstrous indeed. We're going to go to a French film, the French version of Beauty and the Beast, Le Belle et la Bête. I can't speak French, but the Beast made the list from that film. And that rounds out that particular block. So why don't we go ahead and take a break. I'm going to go ahead and get the rest of my numbers together while we play some more voicemails from some former guests of Monster Kid Radio. Hi, Derek. This is Dennis Vincent. I wanted to congratulate you on your 100th episode of Monster Kid Radio. Um, I also wanted to give you my list of my top 10 favorite monsters movies. So number one would be Max Shrek as Nosferatu. Uh, number two would be the Medellinian Mutant from This Island Earth. She-Creature from, of course, She-Creature, created by Paul Blaisdell. The Bride in The Bride of Frankenstein. Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, created by Jack Pierce. Uh, Robert Clark um, as the hideous sun demon. Uh, Lon Chaney, the Wolfman, uh, another Jack Pierce creation. And the monster from... It Conquered the World, another Paul Blaisdell creation. And then there was also Abel Salazar as the Brainiac, in the Brainiac. <laughs> I don't know who created that, but it's great makeup. Uh, the next one would be and uh, Fred Gwynn as the Herman Munster. And I know it's kind of technical, but from Munster Go Home. So that happens to be my favorite uh, television show of all time. And so, once again, I'd like to congratulate you on your 100th episode of Monster Kid Radio, and I really enjoyed listening to your podcast, and I hope you have 100 more. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Andy from Kaiju 101 calling to congratulate Monster Kid Radio on its its upcoming 100th episode. By now, it looks like everyone in the world has seen the new Godzilla, and hopefully every Monster Kid Radio listener is familiar with the original So I thought I would call in and share some of my favorites from the man-in-suit giant monster genre. First up, Rodan from 1956. It's one of my favorite kaiju films. Rodan perfectly explores the theme of the misunderstood monster. Two giant flying reptiles hatch from eggs deep underground and simply go about doing what comes natural to them. They're not good or bad. They're simply animals doing what animals do best. At the end of the movie, we're left feeling uh, compassion and empathy for the Rodans. So, uh, it really is the perfect movie for that theme. Second up is Abira, Horror of the Deep, a.k.a. Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. In it, a group of teenagers enter a dance competition to win a sailboat so they can sail to an island and rescue one of the dancer's brothers, but end up foiling a terrorist organization plotting world domination. Even before the addition of Godzilla battling a giant shrimp, that sounds like a hell of a fun movie. And it features a great James Bond meets Frankie Avalon score. 
this movie is tons of fun, literally. And lastly, just to show that Japan isn't the only country to do man-in-suit city-smashing right, I recommend the 1961 British production Gorgo, about a kidnapped baby monster and her P.O.'d mama who swims to London to find her, knocking down any and all buildings in her way. This movie features effects and miniature work that holds up very well to what was coming out of Japan at the time. So there you go. There's three recommendations to expand your giant monster repertoire. Congrats again on 100 episodes, and I can't wait for the next 100. Talk to you later, Derek. Bye. Hello, Derek and Monster Kids. This is Rick Myers, the uh, recovering Uber geek from the Recovering Uber Geek blog. And uh, I did my list. It was mostly 30s, 40s, and 50s era monsters, but the one that I didn't include on my list that impacted me the most was Christopher Lee's version of Dracula. The man scared the living bejesus out of me as a little kid, so (laughs) I have a place of respect and um, fondness of, of his portrayal. He brought a menacing, horrific Dracula, not like the vampires we see today, even more menacing than the suave Bela Lugosi. His menacing and gothic sensibilities really made him the Dracula of the late 50s, early 60s, into the early 70s. And a lot of those those of us who grew up in the 60s and 70s remember him for that role. It just influenced a lot of what you can think is possible. To this day, I prefer a, a menacing vampire or Dracula as opposed to a uh, suave debonair. It's just something about the intensity that, that Christopher Lee brought to the role really influenced me in what I thought was possible for that kind of character. So that's the big one there. My own list included... Of course, the Universal Monsters, Godzilla, King Kong, the the, the obvious choices. But uh, it, it was Christopher Lee for me as an influence, mostly. So thank you very much, and uh, till next time, Monster Kids. Bye. Okay, we're starting to get to the part of the list here, the top 100, well, 102, list where we don't have nearly as many at the same ranking. And this is where it starts to get more exciting. That said... Entries number 44 through 50 got the same amount of votes. So we're going to go through that block right now, starting with another Ed Wood film, Plan 9 from Outer Space. We're talking about the undead Inspector Clay as played by Tor Johnson. Then we're going to go to Tabanga, that killer tree monster from, from Hell It Came. And then here's one that really caught me off guard, The Mole Men from Superman and the Mole Men. Now, I said earlier... Disney only made the list once. I was mistaken. Only one Disney cartoon made the list, but then we have a Disney live action film. I'm talking about the movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and I'm referring to the giant squid, the Kraken, in that film made the list. Multiple people put that one on their form. We also had a number of people put the Hill House from the movie The Haunting. Okay. And the house was haunted, haunted by a particular person. I think the house counts as a monster. Well, the monster that challenged the world definitely counts as a monster. The giant mollusks from that film made the list, as did Andre Delambre, the fly, from the movie The Fly. Now, entries number 42 and 43 were tied. 43 was the Redosaurus from The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And number 42 were the monoliths from The Monolith Monsters. And then entries number 38 through 41 were tied as well. Starting with number 41. I don't know if it really ever was given a name in the film, but we're just going to call it X. It's from the Hammer film X, The Unknown. That big evil blob thing. Yeah, that one made the list, as did the Paul Blaisdell creation, the she-creature from the film of the same title, and another Paul Blaisdell film right next to it, The Saucer Men from the film Invasion of the Saucer Men. We have a William Castle film in the number 38 spot. And that's Mr. Sardonicus from the film, Mr. Sardonicus. You know, I've been talking with a former guest of Monster Kid Radio. He didn't call in, but he's been on the show before, and he really loves William Castle films. I've been talking to him. I think we're going to launch a series of William Castle-specific episodes of Monster Kid Radio. I think that'll be a lot of fun. He didn't call in, but a number of other people did, so I'm going to go ahead and play those voicemails now. Happy 100 episodes, MKR and Derek. This is Paul McComas, author of Unforgettable 
fit for a Frankenstein journey and uh, frequent guest on your show, which is one of the great honors of my recent life, I have to say. You know, you take the K and the O from Karloff, you take the CH from Cheney, and what do you get? <laughs> That's right. You get Cook. Derek Cook. Oh, my God. What an accomplishment. A hundred episodes, and every single one that I've heard has been stellar. You want to know my favorite monsters? Wow. I'm just going to give you one, but I'm going to preface it by saying this, Derek. Last night, Steve Sullivan, another of your frequent guests, and the fellow thanks to whom I know you at all, he and I went to see the premiere of the new Godzilla. The day before, I had gone to see the old Godzilla, Japanese version, restored negative, etc. What great movies these both are, because they're not just wonderful monster movies. They're really thoughtful movies that are about more than that. The original Godzilla being about Hiroshima and Nagasaki and uh, nuclear fear and atomic threat. My God, look at those triage scenes. And the new one being about eco-terror and what we're doing to our planet and Godzilla as a metaphor for the balance that nature will enforce if it gets to that dire point, which really it has, thanks to the GOP. Um, so your show is a place where film scholars can come on and talk about this stuff, not just you know, talk Chris Harley style, remember that part, oh, wasn't that awesome, but actually get under the surface to the multiple layers that make these films so rich and deep, even 50, 60, 70 years later. Okay, enough stalling. I think you know who my favorite monster is. It's Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, as played by my beloved Lon Chaney Jr., those movies never get old. You know, I saw the Wolfman remake once. That was enough. It didn't suck, but it didn't make me want to go back and see it again. I really didn't like what they did with the character of John Talbot. You know, what Claude Rains did with it was peerless. And what Cheney did always with Talbot was beyond belief. Thank you, Derek, for your belief in the Wolfman, in Larry Talbot, in Lon Chaney Jr., in I Walked with the Zombie, and in me and my work. I love you, bro. Long may you howl and broadcast. Hey, Derek. It's Stephen D. Sullivan, author of Die Kaiju Attack, which is now out in ebook form for all formats on Amazon, Smashwords, and DriveThroughFiction.com. So, I was calling to wish you a really happy hundredth show that's awesome that you've got that far it's an amazing feat to do it so quickly and keep doing them buddy and i'll keep listening to them i also wanted to weigh in on the favorite monster poll which i i voted in online but i figured i'd mention it here too uh godzilla is at the top of my list and that's not just because the new film's out and it's pretty good but it's because godzilla has been with me probably all my monster kid life since before i had seen any of the movies when he was just a pink plastic aurora model kit that we painted green because why should a monster be pink godzilla's got more films than any other monster as far as i can think of and he's also related to dinosaurs and what kid doesn't like dinosaurs so godzilla's been with me longest and he's my fave. But the creature from the Black Lagoon is right behind him. So if only he had 20-some-odd films, it would be awesome. Anyway, have a great show, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Steve Sullivan, again, forgot to mention that Daikaiju Attack also has a brand-new book trailer out. So you can go on YouTube and find that, or go to SD Sullivan or DaikaijuAttack.com. Check it out there. The story is still free to read online. The one that's out in ebook form has gotten a few edits and a few things I fixed up. But if you want to check it out for free, it's there too. So everyone have a great time. Go see Godzilla and keep listening to Monster Kid Radio. Well, of course, you can find Paul McComas at his website, paulmcomas.com. That's Paul and M C C O M A S. Com. And then Stephen D. Sullivan mentioned his new book, Daikaiju Attack. It's the collected version of the chapter-a-week serial that he ran a while back. And you know that commercial that he mentioned? Why don't we go ahead and play that right now, and then we'll come back in a moment to get to entries 24 through 37. Yeah. 
It's 1966. The space race is on. The Cold War is heating up. And giant monsters are destroying Japan. Daikaiju Attack from award-winning author Stephen D. Sullivan. Now available in all ebook formats on Amazon, Smashwords, Drive Through Fiction, and other quality outlets. Find more info at daikaijuattack.com, sdsullivan.com, and the Daikaiju Attack group on Facebook. Join the action today. Okay, now 37 and 36 were actually tied, but I think you'll agree that one is infinitely more terrifying than the other. One of them was the Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, and the other one is Torgo from Manos, The Hands of Fate. You decide which one is scarier. Number 35? We only have one entry at number 35. Like I said, we're starting to get to the point to where we don't have nearly as many all bunched together. Number 35 is another Frankenstein film. It's Christopher Lee as the Frankenstein monster in Hammer's The Curse of Frankenstein. Entries number 29 through 34 were all tied. 33 and 34 were both Martians. One's The War of the Worlds. The other one's Invaders from Mars. Then we're going to go back to Toho with King Ghidra. First appearance was Ghidra, the three-headed monster. But of course, King Ghidra appeared in many Godzilla films over the years. And then number 31, some more John Agar. Can you guess which one? No, not that one. The other one. No, 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 not that one. Okay, yeah, you got it. It's Gore from The Brain from Planet Eros. Planning to do a John Agar-centric episode with a previous guest here in the future. The Brain from Planet Eros is definitely going to come up. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend you check it out so that you're well prepared. Consider it homework. The best kind of homework. We also have on the list The Demon from the movie Night of the Demon, also known as Curse of the Demon. And then we have, and this monster's already been mentioned by a previous guest calling in, Baron Vitilius, also known as the Brainiac from the Spanish horror film The Brainiac. Entries number 27 and 28 were tied, and they couldn't be more different from one another, even more different than the Wicked Witch of the West and Torgo. We're talking about Rodan from the Toho film Rodan and a number of other Toho films. And then Norman Bates from Psycho definitely falls within the classic window that we established for this list. Definitely a different kind of monster than Rodan and almost anything else that we've talked about so far. The next three were also tied. We have the Morlocks from The Time Machine, the monster from Piedras Blancas, which I love, and another kaiju. This one, not Toho, though. This one's Gamera, who may or may not be filled with meat. Now, we're winding down. We're getting to the end of the list. So, you know what? We're going to play the final voicemails, and we'll come back to wrap this up here in a moment. Hi, everyone. This is Frank Dietz. Uh, you may know me as the director of East Wishes or an actor in Zombie Nightmare and a lot of other not-so-great films. Um, I'm calling to tell you about my favorite monsters from the classic films. Uh, without a doubt, at the top would be the creature from the Black Lagoon for just being probably the most amazing design of a monster uh, ever. And that includes, uh, you know, stuff that's happened since 1970. Also, another favorite is Lon Chaney's Wolfman. The character is so uh, sympathetic, and and the makeup's so wonderful. Jack Pierce's stuff is uh, incredible. Um, I, I'm also partial to Oliver Reed's werewolf in the Hammer film Curse of the Werewolf. Um, also a really interesting design. Many artists uh, enjoy doing their interpretation of that character. King Kong. King Kong, obviously, I'm doing a documentary about King Kong, so I'll be, I clearly uh, love that character a lot, but Kong is, uh, represents every aspect of the human nature, and that's one of the things I love about him. Two uh, Harryhausen characters that are uh, really up there for me are The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms and uh, Guanji from The Valley of Guanji. Uh, both of these uh, big reptiles uh, uh, definitely appeal to me from a herpa, herpetological, is that a word? <laughs> from a reptile lover's uh, point of view. Uh, and lastly, one that uh, probably doesn't come up too often. It's from uh, an ex- a kind of obscure film from the 1960s called, well, here it was called Island of Terror. In Britain, it was called Night of the Silicates, and uh, the monsters were the silicates. A uh, great film starring Edward Judd and Peter Cushing uh, about these strange, uh, mutated, 
uh, turtle-like creatures that uh, if they grab you, they suck all the bones out of your body. Isn't that pleasant? <laughs> so those are my books. Can't wait to hear what everyone else has to say. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Rich Chamberlain, the Monster Movie Kid at monstermoviekid.wordpress.com. Now, the website, taking a bit of a break, but it's always time to celebrate, even though I'm taking some uh, some much-needed rest and making some changes in my life. I am here to say happy episode 99. Uh, I can't even believe you're already up to episode 99. And it's time to talk monsters. All right, what are my favorite monsters? Well, I've always got a soft spot for somebody that I know is close to your heart, and that's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, fond memories of watching that movie in 3D at my high school, uh, about 1982, if I remember correctly. Freshman in high school, and they were playing a double feature in 3D of Creature from the Black Lagoon, and it came from outer space. And so those movies always have a special uh, special place in my heart, especially the creature. And I also remember watching Revenge of the Creature in 3D on television on a Saturday night at 6 p.m. It was about the same period of time. So uh, even though the second Creature movie is not quite as good as the first, again, I just have fond memories of that. Uh, of course, any monster movie from the, the 50s is always good. Uh, I always love the original Gojira. I'm also a big fan of them, the giant ants. Uh, I remember uh, seeing that as, as a kid and just being fascinated by it, and I can be just as fascinated and glued to the TV now. Um, those are some of the favorites that kind of come to my mind. Uh, you know, Godzilla, everyone's talking about the new Godzilla movie. Uh, I've had the opportunity to see every single Godzilla film. I'm loving each and every one of them, some better than others. And I know I'll be at the theater uh, here in the next week or so catching the new Godzilla movie. Nice to know that we are still getting big monster movies on the big screen, but uh, nothing ever, ever will replace those classics that we grew up with, especially uh, so many of the monster flicks from the 50s. Happy episode 99. I know you've got another 99 more episodes uh, coming our way. So uh, congratulations on hitting a milestone. Congratulations on your honorable mention for uh, the Rondo Awards. That's very impressive. And uh, with that, I will take my leave. Take care. And as always, you know I'm listening, and I'll be listening in the future. Take care. MKR listeners, this is Tracy. And this is Scott, and we're from the Disney Indiana podcast, and we're here on episode number 99 of Monster Kid Radio to talk about some of our favorite monsters. I'd like to kick things off by referring back to one of the episodes I was on with Derek Cook, and that is the War of the Worlds episode, and I had my top monster as, of course, the Martians from this film, just the their look, the tricolor eye or the tri-lensed eye really has stuck with me over the years, ever since I saw the film when I was young. Scott, what are some of your top movie monsters? Well, one of the monsters that I put on my list uh, actually was at my number 10 spot, but I want to throw this one in there anyway. It's from 1946 from the Bugs Bunny cartoon Hair Raising Hair, and we have Gossamer. Because if you can't have an interesting haircut, how can you have an interesting monster? Very good. And if we go again with a more humorous line, um, I didn't actually put this one on the list I submitted. I thought of it after the fact. But that would be Audrey Jr. from the 1960 film Little Shop of Horrors. Although I have to admit, I'm a little more partial to the musical version of the story. But I wanted to be included in the cutoff. So we'll go with Audrey Jr., Another one that's really high on my list is from the 1958 film Fiend Without a Face, and that's the brain creatures. Basically, they look like giant floating brains. So that one is one of my favorite monsters of all time. To take things a little more seriously, perhaps, uh, one of my new favorite movie monsters is the Wolfman, the Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman specifically, as I just saw the uh, original film for the first time back this fall. And I thought it was a very effective character, and I liked kind of the struggles he was going through, as well as the makeup. And the last uh, movie monster that I want to point out from my, uh, my list 
is actually from 1960, and it's not really a monster movie. It's not known as a monster movie, and that's The Time Machine, H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. When I was little, I saw this film, and the first time that you see The Time Machine go way into the future and you meet the Morlocks. The Morlocks scared me when I was a little kid because you just learn little bits about them to the point where you actually see empty plates with human bones on them. So obviously they were eating people. So that is one of my all-time favorite monster uh, monsters in film are the Morlocks. And I'm actually surprised that Derek hasn't covered the time machine on Monster Kid Radio. I think that would be a great movie to cover on there. And if he's looking for anyone that would like to talk about it, you know, I might join him on that one. Me too. Again, this is uh, Scott and Tracy. We're from the Disney Indiana podcast, which can be found over at DisneyIndiana.com. And if you are a fan of Derek's work, uh, he's actually going to join us here at the end of May on the Disney Indiana podcast as uh, he and Casey, the two co-hosts with me on the 1951 Downplace podcast, uh, come on to Disney Indiana to talk about um, Dr. Sin alias the Scarecrow. And then my wife, Tracy, is joining us on 1951downplace.com podcast to talk about Night Creatures with uh, Peter Cushing, both uh, films based on the same source material. Congratulations to Derek for reaching episode 99 and, we presume, episode 100 for Monster Kid Radio. We've both enjoyed being on the show and look forward to chatting with you about more movies in the future. And congratulations on your runner-up Rondo Award. That's great, and uh, we'll keep listening and can't wait till you get to episode number 200. All right. We have numbers 11 through 23 to get through. Most of these are one-offs. A couple of them were tied. Number 23, though, stands on its own, and I think Peter Cushing wouldn't have it any other way. It's Baron Victor von Frankenstein from The Curse of Frankenstein. Number 22, by itself, Mothra from, well, Mothra. And then we have the master, Lon Chaney Sr., from the original The Phantom of the Opera. Coming in at number 20, it's the brain creatures from Fiend Without a Face. Creepy, creepy monsters. This one's not so creepy. It's that little horse. It's Guanji from the Valley of Guanji, that Harryhausen film. The next one's Harryhausen as well, but it's just as creepy. This one's in a tie, so this is number 17 and 18. Number 18 is the Harryhausen film, Jason and the Argonauts, the children of the Hydra's teeth. And then we're going to go back to Universal for The Bride of Frankenstein. I'm a little surprised that The Bride didn't rank higher. I'm actually a little surprised by a number of these not ranking higher on the list, but then we are talking the difference between top 10 and, well, the rest. In the number 16 slot, we have The Cyclops from The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. In the number 15 spot, we have Boris Karloff as Karis from the universal film The Mummy. Number 14, The Id Monster from Forbidden Planet. Planning an episode covering that film down the line with somebody who's never been on the show before. We just need to make our calendars work, and we'll make that happen. Some more Harryhausen love with the Emir from 20 Million Miles to Earth in the number 13 spot. And then finally, spots 11 and 12 were tied. Both of them are aliens. Both of them come from another world. One is Thing from another world. It's the Thing. And then the other is the Venetian from It Conquered the World. Again, It Conquered the World is on the docket for coverage here on Monster Kid Radio later this year. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed me just reading off a bunch of monsters and monster movies in this episode, going through monsters number 11 through 102. Like I said, in two days on episode 100 proper, we're going to go through the top 10 and there was a tie. So you'll actually get 11 movies for the price of 10 on the next episode of Monster Kid Radio, which is coming out here in a couple of days. I want to thank Larry, a.k.a. Dr. Gangreen, Joe, Reber, Alan, Dennis, Andy, Rick, Paul, Steve, Frank, Rich, Scott, and Tracy for calling in some of their favorite movie monsters, whether it was just a summary of what they actually put on the forum or just talking about a few of their personal favorites. I loved having your voice here on Monster Kid Radio for this episode, and I've loved having you on the show in the past. I look forward to having each and every one of you on a future episode down the line as well. Thank you for your support. And thank you again, listeners, for your support, for helping us get to the episode 99 mark and episode 100, which comes out in two days. 
Remember, if you have any feedback for anything you've heard on this episode or a previous episode of Monster Kid Radio, you can call us at 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5MKR. Or you can email us at monsterkidradio at gmail.com. I don't know if you're asking yourself this or not, but where else are you going to be able to find these numbers, this information? Well, my wife actually spent some time with an Excel spreadsheet and started putting something together. There will be a graph, a pie chart, something put up over at monsterkidradio.net, as well as in the Facebook group with all the monsters on here. You're not going to see it until after episode 100 because I don't want to give away what's going to be in the next episode. Outside of letting you know that another song from the Phantomatics is going to appear. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. Of course, that does not belong to the song Go Phantomatics Go. That belongs to the band The Phantomatics. You can find out more about them over at their website at thephantomatics.bandcamp.com. The songs from their album She Left Her Brain at the Drive-In, and it appears on this episode of Monster Kid Radio with their permission. Talk to everybody in episode 100. (laughs) 